0: You're listening to the Church Renewal podcast from Flourish Coaching. Flourish Coaching sets ministry leaders free to be effective wherever God has called them. When pastors and churches feel stuck, Flourish's coaches refresh their hope in the gospel and help them clarify their strategy. I'm your host, Alan Edwards, Director of Operations at Flourish. Today on the podcast, we're asking the question, why even spend time talking about church renewal? Energy and resources have poured into church planting over the past decade and a half. Isn't the most effective way to reach people with the gospel to plant new churches? Isn't it too hard to change and establish church's culture? Should we let languishing or dying churches just fade out and make way for new ones? Today on the podcast, Flourish Coaching Executive Director Matt Bolling joins us to make the case that we need to pay attention to the health and vitality of existing churches. Let us know what you think about these issues. Follow us on Twitter at FlourishCoach1, that's FlourishCoach, followed by the number 1, or on Facebook at tinyurl.com slash FlourishFB. That's tinyurl.com slash FlourishFB. We want to hear from you because this is a conversation about how Jesus renews his church. So let's dig in and explore church renewal today. All right, I'm so happy to have Matt Bowling, Executive Director of Flourish Coaching with me here today. As we just begin to introduce this question, why church renewal? Why is this a topic that we as pastors, as churches, should be thinking about? So Matt, how are you today? Doing pretty good, thanks. How are you doing, Alan? I'm not bad, not bad. It's good to have you here in the studio with us. It's good to have you uh, back in my life. Matt and I are old friends. And a dozen years ago, I left the part of the world where Alan still lives. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, Matt, you have been uh, thinking and praying through the renewal of local churches for most of your pastoral ministry career. Before we talk about why it's it's worth our time and attention as pastors, as denominations, as churches, to focus on the renewal of our existing congregations. Um, let's let's just start with definition. What do we mean by church renewal? Are we talking about the same thing as revitalization, replanting? What is church renewal? Well, you should think about churches like you think about Christians. Um, all Christians,
1: um, they become Christians and they become justified, but they begin to become sanctified and that never ends until they die and they go to be with Jesus. Churches are the same way. They have an ongoing need for sanctification. And sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad, sometimes it's halting, sometimes they're actually moving forward. But that's the general idea of what we mean um, by church renewal. Most people find church renewal and church revitalization as um, exchangeable. I'm um, not, maybe, uh, if some people would put it as a gradation, that almost every church needs some level of renewal. Um, churches that have um, are in a significant maybe decline need revitalization, and ones that are about dead need replanting. So that's maybe a useful kind of way to talk about it.
0: Okay. So I know you've been working with several denominational leaders, including mm-hmm. your own denomination, the Presbyterian Church in America, and uh, you shared this with me, um, a statement that you and the PCA's Mission to North America coordinator, Paul Hahn, kind of came up with to define church renewal. Now, this statement is going to kind of guide our next couple months of discussion about what is church renewal. So we're going to come back to each of these phrases, but I'd like to read it for you and for our audience, and then just have you interact with this this phrase a little bit. So um, you and Paul crafted this together. It, It goes like this, church renewal is the process by which a person or church body experiences a new awareness of their sin and need for God's grace their privilege as ambassadors of the kingdom and as sons and daughters of God, a new appreciation for their place as they anticipate the kingdom of God coming and reaching that place, a new prayerfulness and passion to share the good news, holistic discipleship, a new curiosity to know God, the self, and the world, and a new awareness to the missionary opportunity around them, a new joy and reverence in worship, and a new personal commitment to the means of grace. Now that's a thick and lengthy statement. Good but one too. Just, yeah, I think so. Uh, can you interact with it for us? Just big picture.
1: Yeah, I think that by talking about it as a process, it's important. Um, it there's a lot there. There's a lot of facets to go through. When we work with the church, for example, as a ministry, Flour Flourish does. Um, we're trying to figure out what are their needs. We're trying to figure out what it is, so we can figure out how to help them begin the process. And um, so I think thinking about it as a process, that's not a one and done, um, it's ongoing. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons that we teach churches how to do um, strategic planning, which we'll eventually get to about why that's important in renewal, it may sound wonky or business talk, but it's actually really critical for church renewal to do strategic planning. Um, is the fact that it, that encourages you in the fact that it's a process and it's ongoing. And it's a process that's looking at a lot of different things. It's looking at, um, do we understand the gospel ourselves, apprehend it? And um, are we living in light of it? Do we understand that the, that the calling that Jesus puts on us as disciples is a missionary calling to a place? And that means that not only do we want to see the gospel go forth in that place and see people converted, um, but we want to see it as an outpost of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, The the city of, um, Augustine called it the city of God within the city of man. We want to see that.
0: So a common notion and just kind of a common movement in our evangelical church circles is that church plants, new churches are significantly more effective at bringing the unchurched, and the dechurched into a relationship with Jesus. If that's true, why should we be talking about, why should we be spending time and energy on the renewal of existing churches? Why not just focus on planting new churches?
1: Yeah, I think this, the last couple of decades in American evangelicalism, at least, have very much focused on church planting. It's a good emphasis. When you look at the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul, you see that one of the things that he was about was planting new churches. But then when you flip over to, say, the second missionary journey of the Apostle Paul, and all of the letters in the New Testament, uh, including Hebrews and Revelation, right, all of them are focused on church renewal. They're all about churches that lost their way. And so uh, it seems by that balance that Jesus is interested in both. He's interested in new churches starting, and he's interested in Churches
0: that are already existing coming to greater degrees of health. So you're saying that that a big chunk of the New Testament is really focused on existing congregations, strengthening them, deepening them, growing them. Um, can you give me some examples of ways or, or or emphases in Paul's writing or in Peter or Hebrews that that you think okay, yeah, these are the things the apostles are talking to existing churches about these are the things we need to be talking to existing churches about in terms of their own renewal, refreshment, revitalization. Yeah, I would say that um, I was at a congregation that just
1: this past Sunday trying to help them get oriented towards um, being in an interim process between pastors and trying to get towards greater health. And I said to them, what I say to uh, almost to everybody that that I talk to, when you look at the way that the Apostle Paul Um, envisions helping a church, is he first assesses the issues that are there, what's broken. And then the first thing he does consistently is re-preach the gospel to them. He re-preaches the gospel to them in the form that they need for what particularly ails them. And there's a great insight there um, that we need to um, lay hold of. Uh, A lot of church renewal work uh, focuses on um, changing programs and um, trying to um, cut things out that aren't working and start new things, and those are all fine, and we'll end up talking about that at some point in the podcast. But the first thing that Paul does is recover the gospel for a congregation. Here's the reason why. For Paul, everything that ails a Christian, and thus a collection of Christians in a congregation, is a gospel issue. Okay, what do either, you mean by... So, so, either people don't understand the gospel, they misunderstand the gospel, or they haven't figured out how to apply the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's the only way Paul knows how to work, which is why he repreaches the gospel to them in the first part of his letters, and then he applies that gospel that he repreached to them in the particular ways that they need in the latter part of the letter. So, can I give you an example? Yeah, yeah so, please. So, look at Ephesians, Right? Ephesians is, there's a glorious chapter one, just talking about how God brings people into his family sovereignly. It's beautiful, beautiful language. But what was the the issue in Ephesus? Well, somehow Jews and Gentiles weren't getting along. So how does Paul try and work with an an ethnic separation issue, what we might call racism today? How does he deal with that? Mm -hmm. He talks to them about the gospel. Mm -hmm. Does just the same thing in Galatians, Right. That's Peter's problem. Sure, yeah, he needs correction, right? About an ethnic issue, a racial issue, a, um, an inequality issue, a misjust, an injustice issue. Yeah. What does he do? He repreaches the gospel to them, right? And so our mo on the spiritual level of renewal is
0: it's always about the gospel. Yeah. So so this is why I think when we talk about church renewal or particularly church revitalization, there's a sense that oh, that's for dying churches. That's for churches that are on the brink of closing. That's for churches that, you know, are ineffective or, you know, you hear you know, old or super traditional or, you know, um, but what you're talking about is, to me, sounds like the gospel renewal that all churches need. So so what's the difference between church renewal in a small church context, church renewal in a big church context? What, what, how, how does that look differently, uh, whether I am a, a struggling, dying church or whether I am a a large church that just is kind of stuck in in um in in a particular mode. I think that the complexities are different mm-hmm. in larger churches. There's a lot of
1: programmatic and sort of staff complexity. In smaller churches, there's a lot of relational complexity because small churches tend to act just like large families, and so navigating the relational dynamics is more difficult in a small church. Navigating the staff and programmatic dynamics are what's harder in a larger church. They need similar solutions, though, at the spiritual level in terms of the gospel. Uh, Whether it's a a large church that needs to think about whether our programs um, actually are effectively evangelistic with the people that are in our community, or it's the small church where people have to um, be encouraged to form new relationships with unbelievers because the way that small churches see new people come to Christ is primarily relational, not pro- programmatic. Mm-hmm. Both of those are outflows of people apprehending the gospel anew and applying it to their ministry context. Yeah.
0: So we're, we're coming to the close of our time today. Let's just take a moment and reflect on this, this issue in general, the renewal of our churches, right? If, if a movement of church renewal were to be ignited, In our circles and the Reformed community and the evangelical community, if that kind of movement of renewal were sparked in our churches, what would that look like? What would it look like if churches were being renewed and refreshed by the gospel? I think it would look like a couple of things. Um, One
1: is that uh, the people in our churches would be much more affected by the gospel themselves. The gospel would, the way I like to put it is, the gospel would be working for them. And because the gospel was working for them in the sense of they're they're experiencing ongoing transformation under the gospel. And so the gospel is making a real difference in the day-by-day life that they live, when they go to work, when they come home with their wife, with their kids, with their friends, with the people at church. And because they're experiencing a gospel that is changing all of their life as they go about their life, they very naturally can speak to people and say, let's say they have a bad boss, right? And they're bickering at the water cooler, right? Uh, yeah. And and the Christian who's experiencing the gospel and understanding um, suffering and that um, bad bosses are part of living in under the curse and everything has a really different way of talking about the gospel with the person he works with. To say something like, um, you might think this is crazy, um, but I, I know we have a really difficult boss. But this thing that Christians believe called the gospel, you may have heard of that. But it's really making a difference in my life about how I relate to the boss. Could Can I take you to lunch and talk to you about that? That's a very, very different kind of evangelistic conversation. Yeah. Than knocking on someone's door or trying to share uh, an old tool that I learned as an early Christian for spiritual laws with them. That's a sure. very different kind of conversation. Sure. When that's happening in people's mm-hmm. lives,
0: that's a re- you're, you're going to have a renewed church. So this is interesting to me. We're... We primarily work in these spaces of church renewal, church revitalization, church growth. And I think someone jumping into this first episode of the podcast might have expected us to be talking about a program to fix your church or right. to strengthen your church. Sure. And when I ask you for a vision of church renewal, you bring it down to a gospel conversation at a water cooler. Yeah. And I think that that is going to be kind of the hallmark of our conversations about church renewal moving forward, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's
1: the point, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Today dawned. Today dawned. <clears throat> this is a Matt line.
1: But today dawned because Jesus is yet gathering a people and using us to do it. And when that clarity is regained by churches, and that's what they get oriented around, um, then, you, then you've got the beginnings of church renewal. Yeah. How excited
0: are you to be doing this, to be talking about church renewal? <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. How much more of this do we get to do? Oh, a lot. Great. Hey, and, 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 and so since there's a lot more to talk about, we're going to um, say that that's our time for today. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us on the Church Renewal Podcast. My pleasure. You're going to be our guest for quite a while and uh, talking through this definition of what is the process of church renewal. And so uh, thank you so much for sitting with us you're, today. You're welcome.
1: We'll do some other interviews too with other people who interact with this definition and and uh, so we're excited to do
0: yeah. this. You've been listening to the Church Renewal podcast from Flourish Coaching. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. What do you think about church renewal? Is this something we should be investing our time and our energy in? What do you think are the ways that churches can be renewed? You can reach out to us on social media at Flourish Coach One on Twitter or find us on Facebook, Flourish Coaching or flourishcoaching.org. Um, Please like, subscribe, uh, share this podcast with your friends. We would love to broaden the conversation. You can reach our executive director at Flourish, Nat at FlourishCoaching.org by email. You can reach me, uh, Alan, A-L-L-A-N at FlourishCoaching.org by email as well. Thanks for listening. The only sufficient reason that today dawned is that Jesus is yet gathering his people and advancing his kingdom. Join us as we dig into the ways that Jesus is renewing his church.